Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? As you know, ADHD Essentials, the podcast you're listening to, is part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I highly recommend our partner podcasts, Hacking Your ADHD with Will Curb and ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers. Hacking Your ADHD finds Will Curb sharing tips and strategies to help you better manage your ADHD. And ADHD Rewired with Eric Tivers is an interview-based program that focuses on adult ADHD. If you haven't already, go check out both of them. And also, if you haven't joined the ADHD Essentials Facebook community yet, we'd love to have you. In the group, you'll find support for parenting your child with ADHD, managing your own challenges, and all of the curveballs that life throws at us. And finally, the best way to support this show is by sharing it with others, either online or in person if you see people that way. So let your friends, family, and acquaintances know, and share these episodes on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever else you like to tell people about the things that you enjoy. And don't forget to throw a five-star rating and review up on iTunes or your podcast player of choice. It really helps people find the show, and I greatly appreciate the support. Welcome to the show. Today, it's just me, and we're going to talk about how to handle a summer with your kids that's going to largely be at home. First off, it's critical that you prioritize your kids. If you're working from home, and your kids are home, they're going to feel ignored if you're not prioritizing them. And that will play out in their behavior. It doesn't mean you're ignoring them. It just means they feel like you are because you're home, but you're not spending any time with them. So clear communication around what it is that you need to do is important. And speaking of communication, let's remember that all behavior is communication. So misbehavior isn't even a thing. It's just behavior that is not working in the moment or in that situation. But that behavior is still telling us something. So we want to listen to the good behavior, we want to listen to the misbehavior, we want to listen to the behavior so we can find out what our kids' needs are and whether or not they're being met. If the behavior is pretty solid, their needs are probably being met. If the behavior is not so great, there's some unmet needs there. So when it comes to prioritizing our kids, what do I mean by that? Well, first, talk to them about how you have to spend your time. When do you have to be at work? How many hours a day, from when until when? And this might change day to day or week to week. Keep them in the loop. Related to that, let them see your calendar. They don't need access to it or anything like that, but go through it with them on a weekly basis maybe so they know what's going on. Maybe even on a daily basis. Hey, today I've got this, this, and this happening. Other than that, we can hang out. Show them that you're setting time aside for them and making them a priority especially if that time is inconsistent. If they can see that you cleared out your Tuesdays to spend with them or you cleared out 
3 o'clock to 5.30 on a random Wednesday, and they know that that time is set aside for them, it'll help them feel like they're being prioritized. It'll help them feel like they matter. And that's important right now. A lot of kids are feeling ignored, even though their parents are not trying to actively ignore them, and their parents don't want them to feel that way. So communicate clearly with your kids around how you're prioritizing them. One thing you might be able to do, depending on your job, is maybe you can include them in your work every now and then. If you can, great, do it. And remember, you can definitely include them in yard work and housework and that kind of stuff. Today, my kids have helped me spread a whole bunch of pebbles and rocks and stuff underneath our deck. We're getting our deck refaced. And it's our job to sort of cover the area underneath to prevent plants and such from growing up under the deck. The boys have been working really hard all day to help me get that done. So when it comes to actually planning the summer and figuring out what that looks like, and I recognize some of you the summer already started, some of you the summer hasn't begun yet, so I'm trying to time this as well as I can based on the spread of this audience. But when it comes to the summer, help your kids set goals. Talk to your kids about the things that they want to learn, the things that they want to make, the things that they want to do, and then start framing your summer around those things. Maybe they can even keep a journal about what they want to learn, make, and do. And I hear you. What if my kid doesn't want to learn, make, or do anything, Brendan? They probably do. There's probably something. Give them time to figure it out. Pay attention to what they enjoy. See if you can maybe send something off in that direction, right? If they enjoy playing Minecraft, maybe learning how to do more with Minecraft is something that would be fun for them. And making something in Minecraft counts as making. So too, of course, does making a picture or making a deck. If they're helping you with any home projects, that counts. And again, maybe you want to keep a journal to record all the stuff you did this summer. It's going to be a little different. And unfortunately, as parents, we have to take a little bit more of a direct role in it than we may have in the past. And related to that, we have to have a plan. And again, depending on the age of your kids, if your kid is five, you're taking more of a direct role. If your kid is 15, maybe less. But we want to have a plan. And that plan should include a number of things. Their goals, any projects around the house that you need done or projects they just want to engage in. Maybe they want to build a birdhouse. I don't know. Physical activity should be in there somewhere. Time outside. Social connection time. And rainy day activities. And of course, adventure. What is summer if not a time for adventure? And look at your day and figure out how to schedule it. Break it into pieces. Morning, afternoon, evening. How does that work? What's going to happen where? That's an easy way to start framing it. You don't necessarily have to go hour by hour, although you could. I wouldn't break your schedule down to anything less than an hour. I have worked with some clients who try to schedule their kids in half hour chunks or 45 minute chunks. And that's just too small. There's no wiggle room. There's no space for mistakes or space for randomly bumping into someone and talking to them about things. And so those half hour, 45 minute slots are not so great. You want it to be broader than that. An hour long slot is perfect. Even if you only spend a half an hour of it doing whatever you thought you were going to do. It's okay to have empty time. It's okay to have downtime. Kids need to learn what to do with that. I don't recommend screens. Try to keep screens scheduled at a specific time. They shouldn't just fill in the gaps because that's a recipe for disaster. All that said, here's some stuff I'm doing just to give you ideas. Things that I'm hoping to do this summer. And if there's stuff that you like, grab it and run with it. 
And if it spins you in another direction, go in that direction. So the first thing I'm doing is I have the privilege of being able to reduce my working schedule for the summer. So the coaching groups are running. I have a handful of clients that I'm working with. I'll be doing some podcast interviews, but I've been able to carve out a decent amount of time for my kids because of the nature of this specific summer. I am taking a financial hit for this, but I can absorb it. Also, like I said earlier, I'm scheduling time with them on my calendar in advance, and I'm factoring in transition time to get out of work mode and go into dad mode. I can't recommend that highly enough. Don't try to go from work mode to dad mode or work mode to mom mode and expect it to go smoothly. Work mode is often much more decisive. The communication is often more cognitive and less emotional. That stuff can rub kids the wrong way. It can cause a lot of conflict. So take the time to transition out of work mode if you can, and probably you can. Other things I'm doing to prioritize my kids, uh, I'm planning the summer with them and, and I'm not married to anything. Nothing's fully committed to, but they're a part of the conversation. I'm also running a Dungeons and Dragons game for them and four other friends. That's a pretty big commitment and it shows them that they're a priority, right? I'm a dad who's willing to take like two to three hours out of my week, out of my day, to spend with them and their friends and have them and help them have a good time and connect with some friends virtually because it's going to have to be a virtual D&D game. So specific things that we're doing. First, I talk to them about some goals that they have. They want to learn more about stories and storytelling. So I'm going to teach them about stories and storytelling and help them write stories. This will probably be a rainy day activity. I don't expect it to take up a lot of the summer, but it'll be in there. Um, I'm going to help them learn to cook probably on the grill, a little bit of stuff in the house. My wife is better at the house stuff. I'm better at the grill stuff. So my wife will be contributing to this as well, unsurprisingly. And we're just going to help them learn how to fend for themselves a little. That's important. That's a life skill. And then they've also talked about wanting to be a little more physically coordinated, wanting to be a little bit stronger. So we're going to do some backyard games and tempo and exercises and that kind of stuff to address that specific goal that has come up for them a number of times. In fact, they've mentioned in the past feeling like the other kids at school are better than them at Foursquare or soccer or basketball, you name it. And so I sort of talked to them about how some of those kids are going to lose some of that skill because COVID-19 has kept them off of the basketball court and kept them off of the baseball field. And so if we can start shoring some of those up, maybe that gap gets smaller. That's part of the plan for this specific goal. Other things we're doing. We've got some projects. I'm going to support them in writing those stories. They're going to help me around the yard and around the house. We've got a gas grill that has the gas line on it is not working correctly. So we're going to figure out how to clean that and fix it. Don't worry. They won't be there when I light it the first time or the second or third. Uh, but they're going to help me figure out how to fix it by watching some YouTube videos with me and maybe finding some, some directions on the internet. We're also going to be putting a concrete landing in at the bottom of the stairs for our deck. As I mentioned, it's getting refaced. So they're going to help me with that process. We have a cornhole game that needs to be sort of finished and stained and that kind of stuff. So they'll be working with me on that as well. In terms of projects just for them, there's a, a program called Kiwi Crate that sends these awesome sort of engineering toy crate things that you build. And in, in the Kiwi Crate, you can find anything from a robotic hand to um, a catapult to who knows, right? So I got a subscription to Kiwi Crate for the summer. So once a month, they'll have a project to work on together. And then, of course, there's Lego. That's certainly something they'll be working on as well. 
My kids are fans of Legos. They've taken a little bit of a vacation from it, but it seems to be circling back around. So Lego will be an activity they'll be engaged in as well. Those are, of course, primarily rainy day activities in the house, but sometimes you need a break from the heat too. So it may just be a middle of the day activity. In terms of getting moving and being more physical, we've got backyard games. I mentioned cornhole, frisbee, catch. We have a trampoline. We'll be doing exercises like push-ups and sit-ups and that sort of thing. They take Kempo lessons on Monday and Wednesday and Saturday. So those are there too. Probably we'll be working in some private lessons. And then we'll go bike riding. We'll go hiking, those sorts of things as well. In terms of time outside, some of it I already mentioned, right? Backyard activities, bike riding, hiking. We're going to go camping if I can find an open campsite. And another thing that I'm pretty excited about is we have a ropes course not that far from our house. Turns out ropes courses are social distancing friendly because the platforms in the trees are like 10, 20, 30 feet away from each other. So as long as you stay on your platform and don't infringe upon someone else's platform, that social distancing stuff is happening and we're square. The only deal for the course near us is we have to buy the gloves instead of renting them. So we'll just buy some gloves. They're selling them at cost, so it won't be that big of a deal. In terms of social connection time, I'll be running that weekly D&D game for my boys and four other friends, like I mentioned. Hiking and camping are things we can do with another family, theoretically. Uh, Certainly hiking. Letting the boys play video games online with their friends is something we'll be doing. Letting them FaceTime and Zoom with their aunt, with their friends. Also, we do movies in the backyard once a week on the weekends, and we just invite a family over. That family comes, they get away from their house for a little while, they get to see some people, we get to see some people, and it's it's good stuff. I'm starting to learn about board games that can be played virtually, uh, so that's in here somewhere too. I haven't nailed it down yet, but um, Jackbox is a program that's been working out for me, and then there's the Steam platform too that I haven't learned yet, but I'm working on it. Also, my sister lives alone. She has some dogs, but that's about it. She's not a very high-risk infection person. So they're going to be going over to my sister's once summer starts for real in Massachusetts. At least once or twice over the course of the summer. Probably once for a full week to Camp Lala. And then maybe a weekend here and there as well. And that'll give the boys some space from us. Us some space from the boys. My sister gets some company. And hopefully it livens up the summer a little bit for them. And then there's those rainy day activities, most of which I've already mentioned. Story writing, Lego, drawing, video games, board games, Dungeons and Dragons, if it falls properly. But it's important to have those in your back pocket for when it does rain. And with regard to adventure, that season pass for the ropes course, that's adventure. Finding places to go hiking, finding places to go camping, even just camping in the backyard maybe. And then bike rides and sending them on solo adventures. We happen to be able to do that. I can drop them off in the woods that are local and say, figure out how to get home. They're mature enough and responsible enough to be able to avoid any risky cars or or dangerous roads and stuff. I want to kind of close here by saying, I'm aware that I live in the suburbs and that gives me privilege that not everyone has. If you're in the city, some of these things are going to be a lot harder to do particularly if you don't have a car and you can't drive somewhere to go hiking. All of my hiking is a place I'm going to have to drive to, but if you don't have a car because you rely on public transportation and live in a city, that might not be a choice for you. 
I have a backyard. I have friends who don't. I have friends who have very small backyards if they have one at all. And so they can't go in their yard and play Frisbee, right? They can't have a trampoline in their yard. Those are some things that I have the ability to do. And I, I just want to take a moment and recognize my privilege in some of these ideas that I've shared with you. If you're stuck, if you need some brainstorming time, send me an email. I'll see if I can help you out. I recognize this summer will be a little more challenging than past summers, potentially, for some of us. And so I just wanted to take a minute and throw as many ideas at you as I could. I hope they've been helpful. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at adhdessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, adhdessentials.com, and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.